Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our Courageous Leadership with Virginia Pradhan every Wednesday and Saturday at 10 o'clock Central Time. We are so delighted to have you here. We love to train you to live a life of significance and success, to be bold and courageous. We uh, started our podcast because many of you read my memoir, Saving My Assassin, My Life Under Communist, Under Persecution, and Here in America, and Fighting for Freedom. But we also love to invite courageous leaders that in their area accomplish so much that they can train us and how to do in that specific area. And one of these courageous leaders uh, leader is Lane Lawson Croft, and she is an award-winning author, a popular media host, and in-demand speaker. So, um, Lane, we I just want to thank you for coming here. I want you to introduce yourself to our audio and uh, video uh, uh, podcast. By the way, you can find uh, our podcast on uh, Spotify, uh, Apple um, Podcasts, ADF, and you can watch it on, on YouTube. So welcome to our podcast. Well, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you again for this invitation. So tell us a little bit about you. You have a specific area. You love to encourage, uh, empower, equip, encourage, and uh, uh, empower people, especially parents um, of adult children. Many of them, you call them prodigal sons. So um, just out of curiosity, do you have a prodigal son in your life? Well, oh, sorry. Yes, yes. So, so the book was birthed after I went through three prodigals. They all were different. I had three children in three years. And when they became teenagers, they each were really challenged in different areas. And as they became free and delivered and whole and, and living and thriving, um, the Lord pressed upon me about uh, three years ago and said, we're in a season where parents need to be better leaders and where parents need to know their authority and parents need a, a guide to help them bring back and what we consider a prodigal is a child that might not be living within your faith and values or maybe mentally ill or a drug problem or an alcohol so it can cover a lot of areas you are so right i call those prodigal uh, sons or daughters people living in a foreign land because it's far away from what we as a parents uh, knew how to train them. And many times I encourage people when I train them to live a life of significance and success because you invest in people when you live a life of significance and success. I encourage them to remain faithful to God because oh, many times... Oh, oh, uh, many times uh, it's not about what we did. It's about how our children will react to that. And that is very important uh, not to be discouraged. But I want to ask you, what is the biggest mistake that parents 
with prodigal, prodigal um, adults, kids, will make. I think our culture today really makes parents feel like they have to be the children's best friend. You know, you can't be a child's best friend no matter what their age and really be an effective parent. So I, I, there's a beautiful balance. I'm not saying don't be close to your kids, but what I am saying again is that parents are the leaders of the home. They carry an authority. So you always, as a parent, don't ever forget, you get the last word. You get to, particularly children that are at home, are, I don't know if you've seen this new study that just recently came out. Do you know that over 60% of parents today are still giving their adult children money and still buying their vacation? So let's factor this for a moment. If you've got a child, no matter if they're 40 or 14, and they aren't living in the legacy, in the way that you hoped as you led them or that you're living, well, then why are we supplying their comforts? Isn't that a great question? So I would say we, we can't change. None of us can change without getting uncomfortable. And sometimes what we must do is forget being that best friend. Remember, you are an authority. And then you have to take another step and we can go into that on how to not allow and enable them. You are so right about that because what I call is, and many times I um, um, want uh, parents with small kids because they can start at their age, you know, uh, long before they go to kindergarten to refuse to resolve every problem that our children have. Because when we do that, if you resolve their problems uh, when they are small or you provide for them money, place in your basement or a vacation when they are 40, you put yourself between them and God. They will not be able to see God's hands and God's power. You are talking about being uncomfortable. When I came to this country, I came empty-handed. I didn't know one word in English. I had two girls under 10 years old, and I was pregnant with my son. And when we came, we came as a family. Shortly after this, my husband left us, and I found myself in a foreign country with no money, no English, three kids, to take care of them. But I was so afraid that the that I will mess up those lives, that I grabbed God's hands and he did an amazing thing. Not only for me, I learned English, I went back to law school here in Dallas, Texas, but I raised three kids that served the Lord. The first one graduated from SMU like me, the second one from Harvard Law School, and my son from Air Force Academy, and all of them are serving the Lord. It is possible, but the problem is you have to show them every single day that you depend on God and let them depend on God. It's not that you don't provide for them, but they have to learn that God is the resource for their life. You you nailed it. It's so true in, in, in our lives and everybody's life. And that's the way I believe that we can change this culture. 
Yes, and and I, I really want to agree with you. I call it in the book, partner with God. First yes. and foremost, you know, foremost, we must in our individual lives ask ourselves, am I living in obedience and and in the way that God has asked me to live? And then am I showing that to my children? We partner with we partner with God because He's our Father. Uh, he's our Father for you and for your child. He's also, you know, He's trusted you. He's He's trusted you to steward His creation. You know, because that's His creation in your stomach that you birth and and you're raising. So I I really do petition parents first to partner with God and say, God, listen, help me to live in the way You want me to be. I'm your child too. And then Father, help me steward this child so that I can lead them in a way that they will have a relationship, a intimate relationship with you, Father. I cannot stop myself to say you are so right because you are so right. Because God gave us, or let's take my example, he gave me three lives. Each one was different. I have to relate to them in a different ways. My girls were very short, very close to each other. They were born a year and a half, and my son is 10 year difference between my girls and, and my son. I was uh, married just once. And later on in life, I learned that raising a boy is different than raising a daughter. You know, I knew that you are asking a question to a girl, and three hours later, she's still, she still speaking. But you ask a question to a boy, and the answer is yes or no. So I have to I have to learn how to ask him questions, not to give him the opportunity to respond yes or no. So you as a parent, God is gonna equip you, you know, in a way that you don't even think before, but he's going to equip you because like you said, he entrusted you with those lives and he will train you. The Bible tells us that God is training us while we are asleep, when we read the Bible, when we talk with other parents and so forth. So he's for us, not against us. Yes, he is. And I just want also to say that if you're wondering today, you know, maybe you have a prodigal and maybe you're just kind of at a place where you're hearing all this and you're wondering, but give me some application. So let, let me just give you some application about the authority and the providence of God in your life and in your child's life. I have come up in modern day counseling. They call it the three C's, but I've added a fourth C. So I'll, if you're a parent today and you've got a child that's either disobedient or uh, defiant or rebellious, ask yourself, did you cause it? Can you cure it? Can you control it? And then I love the fourth C that the Lord gave to me, and that is cast it upon him. So, you know, 99.9% .9 of the time that your child is doing something, you didn't cause it. You can't cure it. You can't control it. You have to cast it over as you partner with God and allow him to move through you to reach this prodigal. Um, that is so wonderful because many times as parents, we forget that God is giving us circumstances, the uncomfortable circumstances like having a prodigal uh, 
son or daughter in your life to grow our, our own faith too. So many times we just concentrate on what can I do? How can I fix it? Instead of saying, stepping back and say, Lord, what do you want to do in my life? And pay attention to that. And, and it's interesting you say fix it because you mentioned that earlier. We are too quick to not let our kids fail. I love that, what you said, because if we're constantly preventing them from failure and they're not paying consequences, that's not real world. You know, you, you can't go work for someone and not do your job and not pay some kind of consequence. So if we are going to raise thriving children that turn into very productive and God-fearing, loving children, then we're going to have to allow them to fail and we cannot fix everything. And also a parent, you know, we, we sometimes want to not let them fail because we think we have fear. We think, oh my gosh, if I don't, if I don't get in here and rescue them, they're going to do something terrible. Well, let me tell you something, you know, it's at the bottom of the pit that God pulls us out and puts our feet on the path and puts a new song in our, in our, in our mouths. So allow your child to fail. I know it's hard. I've been there. I had three and you have to allow them to fail so that they can have a consequence. And then you're able to guide them back onto the path of rescue. That is so, um, the way God guides us, there is a consequences for disobedient God and there is a reward for obeying him. So they have to learn from a younger age. And also we have to change our own mentality of failure. If you take a failure like a lesson learned, that you, you already, you are growing. You are a, a growing person and you don't look at your children's failure as failure, as mistakes, but lessons that they can learn from. Yes. Yes. And haven't we all, I mean, how else have we all learned to, to, to grow and to do better uh, when we know we're not in obedience of whatever, whether it's the law or, or obedience to the scripture, obedience to our parents. I mean, so it, it's a natural course. And like you said, God designed it that way so that we would know, you know, to come back. Because if, again, if we are not catalysts for change for our children through allowing them to be uncomfortable, that is so contra to today. You know, everybody wants their kids comfortable and popular and, you know, all, everything, all the gadgets. But listen, if they're not comfortable, that's when you can touch them and allow God to help you give you the wisdom to bring them back because, you know, we have spoiled our children. And what I mean by that, our children don't realize there are necessities of life and that's bread and water and maybe even a warm bed. But then there are uh, luxuries, privileges. We've got to teach our children early. You know, a privilege is not a phone. I mean, a privilege is a phone. It's not a necessity. Our children think all of these extra things, sports and all these things are, are necessities, but they're not. They are absolute privileges. And so if we start placing those roots into our children, then it also gives you a bargaining uh, tool when it comes to discipline. When they do become defiant or disobey, you've got these privileges to take away and say, listen, I can give you food and water and a bed, 
But until you start coming in on time, on curfew, or until you start saying yes, instead of running around here wild and being defiant, saying no, these are the privileges you cannot have until these things turn around. And one other thing that I always, I thought my kids, and I love to tell people that I train is, we always have to show our children that we love them, but we don't agree with their style of life. If they are in a foreign land, what I call, you know, if they're on drugs, if they are, you know, uh, having sex before marriage and the list goes on and on. But they have to know that we love them. We love them because they are our kids. We are loved by God because we are his children. Even when we were unlovable, he still loved us. But the most important thing is that our children and even adults needs to know they, they will never lose our love. They will lose our approval for their style of life. That's that's a totally uh, different approach. Yes, and it's hard. It's very difficult because it's hard to love someone, as you said, when they're unlovable, when they are literally living in complete counter of how you want them to. But I do believe very deeply that it was the kindness of God, the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. So I just really urge parents to find that mix of love the child, but don't love the sin, to be kind to them even and, and the reason that's hard it's not natural it's not natural to be kind to those that are not um you know part of the plan that they are always constantly you know being a problem so uh you're exactly right we must have the heart of god and love them unconditionally but not love this man yeah absolutely you know you said that, that it's not not easy uh, you know, to love the unlovable. From my own experience, I can say that God called us to a higher standard. You know, for many people that read the book Saving My Assassin, the reason it's called Saving My Assassin is because the communist and socialist government sent to my law office in Romania a client who pulled the gun in front of me and said, I'm here to kill you because you don't listen and you continue to defend Christians. And by the grace of God, God whispered, shared the gospel with him. And I shared the gospel with him and he accepted Christ. Because I look at that person as someone Christ died for. So yes, it is possible not only to love the unlovable prodigal son or, or daughter, but even your enemies, not because of us, but because of the power of Christ in us. So like you said, I invite parents to remember. I know it might sound very different, but take it from me. God is giving us a higher honor to suffer during those times so he can show his love to a prodigal son or to an assassin who later on became a child of God or returned to Christ. What an absolutely amazing honor 
God is trusting us. So think about this way. And not at the pain that you are suffering right now, but the honor that you have that God is using you for his glory. I want you to tell uh, our audience where they can find you. Yes, you can just go to my website, Lane, L-A-I-N-E, Lawson, Craft, C-R-A-F-T, dot com. There you can read the first chapter of my new book, The Parent's Battle Plan, Warfare Strategies to Win Back Your Prodigal, and anywhere social media, and you can buy the books anywhere books are sold. Well, thank you so very much. appreciate so much uh, what you are doing. And I believe um, in our society now when so many, many parents um, are willing to bring the prodigal son back to Christ, your book and your ministry is so important. And I hope that our audience and our listener will visit your website, will buy the book, and will be encouraged by the ministry and by everything that you are doing. We want just to thank you so much for coming to our podcast, Courageous Leadership with Virginia Pradhan. Thank you so much. And I give God all the glory. I really do. Yes, indeed. To him be the glory. Um, Thank you so very much again for coming to our podcast, Courageous Leadership with Virginia Pradhan, every Wednesday and Saturday at 10 o'clock Central Time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Edify, and you can watch it on YouTube. We hope that you take to heart what uh, Lane Craft shared with you. I hope you go and buy her book. Uh, you can go on our website and buy the book. You know, the website is virginiaprodanbooks.com slash product slash book. And I hope you be encouraged that your life is precious. You are here for a reason. You are here for a purpose that is beyond your imagination because God's dream for your life and for your child and even for everyone who might be against you is absolutely amazing. Until next time, God bless you and keep in touch. Bye-bye.